Wow. This is it. This is the big time. This is what? this is what it looks like. Do you see this? This is <laughs> this is the place. This is where you want to be. What is up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is this is the NWA. It's the show celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. Of course, we're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. We're coming to you right off of episode number 23, and it was a big one. Boy, they started us out with a huge huge episode so i'm already nervous to talk to you uh but first i guess since this is our first day on the job let me go ahead and say i introduce myself but a lot of you are new and we just want to take a second to introduce who we all are over to my left your right that is this is will martin it's just will martin actually sorry say hey will hey what's up everyone super stoked to be here what an incredible episode of Power. I'm psyched to talk about it. We're two episodes in, already some great stuff happening. Uh, I'm just excited to be here in the in the power sphere. We're just floating here in power space, and I'm stoked about it. Now, down below me, if you look, he looks like a biker or like a starving biker, if anything. <laughs> but that that is Dr. Robert Stinson. And yes, ladies, that PhD is real. That's him. That's Doc Stinson. Hey, Doc. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, the NWA is not only the greatest wrestling entity since the foundations of the world. It also has the most fantastic fan base. And we are just thrilled to be sharing this journey with you to celebrate this uh, this amazing promotion and all the things that they have and are going to achieve in the future. So I'm glad to be part of this panel, and we look forward to hanging out with you guys every Tuesday night. Yes, indeed. And uh, I guess the main thing I wanted to get off my chest right here up front, just to do a little housekeeping. Uh, the thing, I, since we're new, if you don't know me, I started a podcast called This is the NWA back in 2019. And we're going to get to the episode. I'm sorry. I just wanted to establish this. We're like your new bartenders. So I just want you to know who we are and what we're serving up to you. But basically, after 2019, we kept this thing going. Even during the pandemic, we were here talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. and the gods of the National Wrestling Alliance, mainly the president, William Patrick Corgan, the wonderful director, Mr. Billy Trask, Pat Kenny, and even the real world's champion, Nick Aldis. They all went to bat for us and got us on the YouTube right now to hang out and talk to you because the most important piece of this puzzle is not me, Will, or Doc. It is you. You are the what we've affectionately dubbed the hashtag NWA fam, and you make everything here happen. Without you, none of this happens. It is so important that you're here and that you've purchased the NWA on Fight TV, that you're watching, you're watching the pay-per-views, that you're tweeting about it, Instagramming about it, just going crazy about the NWA. We love the hashtag NWA fam. And Mr. Corgan, well, he knew that it was important for the NWA fam to be recognized and to be engaged with. So he gave us this platform here to hang out with you each Tuesday night after NWA Power right here on the YouTube channel where you're all used to being anyway. And so we could talk about what we saw. We could have some fun and discuss the episode and just uh, get all our feelings out and our emotions. And I know there's a lot of them today. So uh Anyway, just wanted to get that all out up front. And I guess with that said, I should also reestablish. You saw it at the disclaimer at the front. We are, of course, all just fans, just like you. So just like your opinions, these opinions are our own. They do not reflect those of the National Wrestling Alliance. They do not reflect Lightning One. They don't reflect Mr. Corgan. They don't reflect any of the sponsors or Fight TV. 
So, uh, but trust us, they're good opinions, I think. But anyway, just wanted to get that out up front. Thank you all for being here. God bless every single one of you. I am so happy to be here talking about the NWA. I think a lot of you are too. So fellas, uh, I, I don't know. Let's just jump in and start talking about this episode, right? Yeah, I mean, it was stacked up top to bottom, and I uh, had some swerves there in the middle and at the end. And uh, yeah, we've obviously got a lot to talk about. We'll get there at the end. We have a title change to discuss and the fallout from that. So yeah, let's get to it. All right. Well, so first up, uh, Kyle Davis is out behind the podium, a new newer face. We saw Kyle some before, but now he's taking on a pretty prominent role. Good to see Kyle. And he welcomes in the real world's champion. Nick Aldis. And I love that Nick Aldis walked out here and demanded to be called the real world's champion. Uh, so we found out that unfortunately for everyone, Nick Aldis has come down with an affliction. He's uh, doing very poorly right now because he's suffering from an affliction where all he knows how to do is win and he can't help himself. And so I know that Dr. Stinson loved that. Doc, by the way, as the real world champion, how what day is Nick Aldis on in his reign as of the airing of this episode? If you count October 21st as day one, which obviously you should, we are now on the historic 892nd day of the reign of perhaps the greatest champion. Uh, I, I'll say it. I'll be the one to say it. Maybe the greatest champion of all time. That's going to be controversial, but you know, you're going to have to make the case against it. Who's the man beaten? Only everybody. All he does is win. It's all he no does matter is what. Win. He can't help it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so Nick is out here celebrating his team team's win from last week. Mainly, he had he won that big six man tag, and uh, also the big question on a lot of people's minds, I think, from last week, and and of course Kyle on on top of his game here asked the question, talking about a little bit about uh, Chris Masters or I'm sorry, Chris Adonis, forgive me. Uh, Chris Adonis and discussing whether or not he is a member of Strictly Business. And, uh, you know, that's the obvious question. Nick is a little bit hesitant to jump into anything. I mean, Nick, you know, just being there doesn't make you, uh, you know, the, the top of your field. It doesn't make you the best in the industry. Of course, uh, you know, a handshake and uh, a win doesn't mean anything. So there's a vetting process, basically. We get a little bit of that. Nick's talking a little bit, and then he's immediately interrupted by Trevor Murdoch, who is unhappy. He, he's, he's, a little, he's a little angry. And uh, he uh, says he was scheduled to come out a little bit later, but he just can't take dealing with the... Well, I don't know what he was dealing with because it was bleeped out, so we didn't really hear that. So, anyway. We can speculate. But, we can speculate on what he said but we're not a hundred percent sure anyway. So he comes out and he's very angry and he, he actually doc, I'd love to get your take on this. And he puts it to Nick that, that Nick's very much a, about uh gentleman's rules. As you say on our podcast over at TIPW show, you, you talk about gentlemen's rules and, and the prestige of the NWA, but yet here Adonis is beating up Trevor Murdoch and putting him out for a week after their match at back for the attack. And how could the champ support that? Now he's got him on his team. He's welcoming, welcoming him into his den of thieves. Like what, what's the deal? Uh, Trevor's upset. Wouldn't you're. Yeah. Let's hear Rob's. First take of all, on Gary, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm not 100% in love with your tone, first of all. Den of Thieves, <laughs> that is unnecessary. Secondly, you're trying to play the whole fallacy of the, po- uh, the, the fruit of the poisonous tree, guilt by association. The champ said what he said. He doesn't condone that type of behavior, and he doesn't. He plays by the rules, by the book every time. He doesn't cry over spilt milk. He's the champion because he earned it. All right, and if he so happens to see a uh, an opportunity uh, to recruit someone or to pair up for someone for temporary gain, someone who has got world class potential, someone who's got the look, got the ability to get a point across or to achieve a certain goal, why shouldn't he? Will is that how you feel? I mean, is that is this what we should be welcoming in the NWA? This guy who just attacks someone after a match after they took the L instead of just shaking his hand and accepting who the better man was. Well, for the broader audience that doesn't understand that this is a common occurrence, I'm going to have to disagree with Rob on this point as well, because you can say what you want to, and I get it. Chris Adonis, he's a big dude. He's world-class caliber and welcoming him, him, him in with open arms would seem like a great business move, but it does feel a little bit like speaking out of both sides of your mouth because last week on episode 22 of Power, you've got Nick Aldis saying, hey, I don't necessarily condone that type of behavior, whatever, and then he welcomes him onto his team. So there's a little bit of double speak going on. You can frame it or spin it however you want to, Doc, but we've got the champ who's positioning himself with uh, some sort of virtue and you know some kind of moral compass and gentleman's rules and this and that. But without Adonis, you know, going above and beyond that and attacking Trevor Murdoch after the, the pay-per-view match, wh- what's his credential? I mean, not what not what's his credentials. I know he's got credentials, but in terms of the NWA, what has he accomplished? What warrants him a spot on a team as prestigious? I'll give him the prestige of Strictly Business. Well, I'm going to tell you, like, like, uh, like the champ told Kyle Davis, pump the brakes and nobody offer him a spot in Strictly Business. Okay, y'all are jumping the gun way too fast here. We got a a, a loose association, a confederation, as it were, to get a job done. Okay, to get it. This was a uh, what 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 they call that a a champions match. And by the way, the attack on uh, uh, the attack or the assault on Trevor Murdoch lesson learned. It's just like he says here right now to Kyle Davis. What did we learn from Harley Race? And I'm I'm not trying to jump the gun here. Number one rule of fighting, right? Never turn your back on your opponent. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Shame on you, Trevor Murdoch. You shouldn't have turned your back. This is a, this is a, a, a dog-eat-dog world. What do you know? There's a podcast with three bearded guys that have opinions. Uh, this is unheard of in today's world. Uh, so, yeah, as as Rob pointed out there, uh, then the next thing that happens is, is Nick does play off the history they have with Harley Race, talking about, you know, they both came from the same roots essentially they have a lot in common and of course he says uh, what's the number one rule and don't turn your back on your opponent and he's immediately attacked by chris adonis and not just like casually attacked here it's it hurts me a little doc that you're you're advocating for a man who brutalizes trevor murdoch here so i'm kicking him into the post like just i mean he he destroys the the poor guy Come on, look, man, at this point, we we went, the, the bell had rung, the contest was over, now it's a street fight. And again, don't turn your back. If you, if you, if you can't stand the heat, man, get out of the kitchen. That's all I'm saying. I've got nothing against Trevor Murdoch, nothing but respect for him. He does have that lineage. But again, this is a dog, this is pro wrestling. This isn't uh, tiddlywinks, all right? 
Put that I mean, on a t-shirt. You can't, you can't attack someone after tiddlywinks. That's a very commonly known rule. It's like the first rule of tiddlywinks. You cannot attack someone after the bell. I'm going to be honest. I can't confirm nor deny that this was tiddlywinks. I don't know what that is. So <laughs> it's possible. Well, you didn't have a childhood, my man. Uh, anyway, so uh, the refs come out. They pull these people apart. But, of course, I, one thing I forgot to mention is that before this, of course, when Murdoch was going off, was that he wanted a match with Chris Adonis, and that's going to come into play here in just a minute. He said he'd put that national title on the line. He just needed a rematch. Uh, so when we come back from our break in the back, you've got May Valentine with uh, Aaron Stevens and Jared Kratos. And uh, May's talking to Aaron about his, uh, he must have, must be having a tough time right now and uh it's hard to focus on wrestling but uh you know Aaron Stevens talks up his match a little bit with Nick he didn't get the job done but he did leave it all on the line right there with him and he did of course it back for the attack and he was going for the richest prize of the game the he and Kratos are still the reigning NWA tag team champions so their job is to keep the prestige there with the tag team titles and they're going to do just that and they're going to continue to defend those with honor and uh as she's Meg gets ready for her next question. Sal Renaro wanders onto the set. Uh, he, you know, I guess just didn't know where he was at the time. Or he, my no, pal he, Sal. My pal Sal is there. And uh, no, he did know where he was at because he was going to talk to Aaron Stevens. I guess he decided now was the time to do it. Put him on the spot. And uh, Sal says he hears what he's saying. And uh, May looks a little embarrassed that her best friend's interrupting. But Sal has a point. He's saying, Aaron, you know, you're, you're talking about all these things. And I, and I feel you. I'm not getting any younger. And I'd like to compete for uh, the tag team titles. And Aaron Stevens uh, honors that decision, says, sure, anytime. And Sal's like, great, next week. And so it looks like next week we've got a tag team title match. Now it's going to be Aaron Stevens and Kratos, of course, defending the tag team championships against, who knows, the Sal and someone. But uh, any thoughts on that, uh, Will? Uh, no, I'm just glad to see the tag team titles getting some spotlight. That was a big concern of mine. I'm a huge uh, tag team wrestling fan. And I'm really anxious to see where the NWA goes this season with those tag championships. So I'm glad to see them on TV. I'm glad to see tag team champions, even if they're not the most unified group at the moment. Uh, we've got a story building up and we're leading to something. And apparently we've got our first challengers, uh, Sal Renaro, my pal Sal, and a mystery partner. So don't know if that matches happening next week um but definitely stay tuned I'm, and i'm ready to see those belts get put on the line a few times rob i'm curious after everything that you just said in the previous segment i mean just aaron stevens is actually taking a big turn and he's very honorable and uh granting challenges uh that sort of thing he he, he had a an excellent one-on-one comp uh competitive match against nick aldis um are, are you for or against aaron stevens i'm just not sure where the, your PhD yeah. puts you're not going to use this. You're not going to use this as an opportunity to drive a wedge between me and Aaron Stevens. Okay. You know, my affection for Aaron Stevens, uh, great match at the pay-per-view. Obviously he, he, uh, won the respect of the world, won the respect of the champion. Uh, they had, they, they, they fought that you both have to, you goons both have to admit that they fought that match. Like gentlemen shook his hand at the end. They came out and played a great, uh, a great tribute to, uh, the great late, uh, Joseph Hudson, but let's we're missing the real story here. The tag teams are going to be there, man. The tag the NWA historically is a is a haven of great tag teams. Right now, Aaron Stevens and Kratos are on the cusp of being one of the great tag teams ever. 
But let's not obscure the point. What about Mae Valentine? I'm so thrilled to see her. I can listen to her all day. I love her. She, she I'm her real BFF. I mean, Sal's in that little niche too. But uh, I, I love this moment. Every time she gets up there to, to interview, this is a world-class journalist and a published author at 16 years old. And uh, I love these moments with her. And uh, you, you saw it. She was a little bit annoyed. I mean, her pre professionalism uh, was in full swing there when uh, when I think as, as Sal's walking off, she's kind of a little bit embarrassed by his interference there. But to answer your question directly there, Gary, uh, Aaron Stevens is a fighting champion. He always has been. And he's going to grant Sal and this mystery partner, I'm very intrigued by that, a tag team match. Uh, maybe next week, maybe the week after that. But very, very well, interesting. Well, Rob, because we are uh, journalists, we are three very polished professional journalists. I'm going to ask the question everyone's asking in, in light of the comments you just made. And, and just be straight with us. Are you Sal Renaro's mystery tag team partner? Yes or no? I, okay. I can neither I, confirm I, I, nor deny, but I especially but I especially cannot confirm. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so right. just, hey, you should, I, I, I would like to say that you should join Ringley brothers doc with the, uh, the balancing act that you just performed right there uh, between the two <laughs> segments this is quite impressive. Uh, so, all right. Well, you know, J.R. Kratos chases off Sal Renaro. And so that's that. We do have a tag team match coming up next week. I know Will's happy. Will's our resident like tag team super fan. So Let's this go. is, uh, yeah, this is going to be exciting. Uh, next up. And uh, by the way, we just want to say to everybody, thank you so much. If for some reason you still aren't subscribed to the NWA YouTube, go ahead and do that right now. And also if you're feeling really friendly, we have our old YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash this is pro wrestling. And we are at TIPW show on everything. We do a whole podcast about, uh, the history of pro wrestling and this whole thing. Anyway, on to the NWA stuff, and then we're going to get to your thoughts by the end of this episode, so stick around, because we want to know what you guys think about this episode after we run through everything. Uh, next up on the agenda, we get a slice boogie match. He takes on Jeremiah Plunkett in a pretty straightforward match, a very good match, actually. It was a lot of fun watching these two guys. Boogie is impressive. I mean, he, he just came off a big win against three credible opponents in Crimson, uh, former NWA champion Jack Stain. Uh, Jordan Clearwater was in that match. Plunkett is tough and scrappy, and he's just, uh, I mean, he's been in the business for a little while now, and he even trains, and he's just, uh, he's not somebody you take lightly, but uh, fortunately, just wasn't enough this week, and uh, Slice Boogie just nails him with that vicious-looking uh, pile driver. I forget the name of it right off the top of my head, but uh, just uh, amazing by Slice Boogie and Slice picking it up, picking up another W. He just uh, he also seems to keep winning. Uh, Rob, what what'd you think about Slice versus your boy Jeremiah Plunkett? Uh, again, I I hate to agree with you, Gary, <laughs> but you're absolutely <laughs> Sorry, right. Uh, <laughs> Slice Boogie is he is impressive, and this is just a testament to his ability and his potential. Jeremiah Plunkett, for those who know me, know. I love Jeremiah Plunkett. This is one of my favorite uh, wrestlers. Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, is one of the great uh, hearts of professional wrestling in the world. I mean, you've got some of the greatest talent in the world right now going on in Tennessee. And Jeremiah Plunkett, right out of Taylorville, I think they call it Tennessee. I think that's the town. 
this guy's a real deal. And you heard Tim Storm on commentary. He's one of the toughest guys he's ever faced ever, Tim Storm. And to see Slice Boogie come out with a dub, I like it. The only thing I don't like about Slice Boogie is those Mets trunks, okay? You're in the power studio. You're in Braves country. I appreciate that you're a Braves fan or a baseball fan, but I cannot forgive you for wearing those Mets-themed trunks. Those are my thoughts. Will, I know you have thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it also pains me to agree with Rob, but uh, not to sound like a broken record if you watch our normal weekly show. Uh, but as a Braves fan, it is really tough. But putting all that aside, trying to be as objective as I can, Slice Boogie uh, had a great win, as you mentioned, at back for the attack. He overcame, you know, arguably three top competitors in wrestling today and established himself with that victory. He cut a promo last week, hit on May Valentine, you know, shot his shot. Wait, you know, props to him for that. But he's here to obviously make an impact. So he's got the win at the pay-per-view. He comes away with a win tonight against Jeremiah Plunkett, which, you know, to Rob's point, if you've never heard of him, that doesn't mean he's not an experienced, accomplished guy. This guy's been in the in the industry for a while. Uh, had a chance to to hang out with him and talk with him a little bit last weekend. But he, I mean, it, it's you know you could tell from watching the match. This wasn't a squash match. This wasn't a walk in the park for Slice Boogie. But he showed up to win, and he's showing up to establish himself in NWA. And he's not just trying to walk on and and you know be part of the roster that, you know, becomes a joke or becomes the undercard. I think he's trying to make a play to work his way up. And I know we've got some rankings coming up later. You know, he might appear in some of those rankings at some point um, because I think he's putting in a real good, uh, a real good effort here to establish himself as a premier NWA talent. Excellent. Excellent uh, analysis there, fellas. And uh, we find out right after this matchup that Murdoch and Adonis is happening in the main event this evening. Pope was originally slated to face Fred Rosser, and we're going to hear from them in a little bit, but that match has been moved off to next week. And now we know for sure that Trevor Murdoch is going to be defending that national championship as we go into this matchup. Uh, but the next matchup on the card is Tyrus versus Matthew Mims. Austin Idol is out with Tyrus and they come out and they get around the uh, commentary booth and uh, they run off Velvet Sky, or I guess better said, Tim Storm encourages Velvet Sky that it's probably not best to be around there right now. And, uh, he encourages her to look out. She takes her leave and Austin Idol fills in at commentary for better or worse, depending on how you feel. Uh, and Bibbs, well, he tries, dang it. He really does. He tries against Tyrus, but it's just not enough. A lot of promise in Mims. I am a huge Mims fan. And uh, I think Matthew Mims is, is going to the, going to the stars. Uh, but he, he right now just uh, unfortunately, Right, right here with us among the stars. He, uh, he just wasn't enough tonight, man. Tyrus just took it to him, and Tyrus is looking pretty unstoppable right now in his collision course with Pope. Rob, I see you itching over there to say something. So, what's on your mind? Oh, I know, no, I just uh, same thing, man. Just like our comments about Slice Boogie and and Plunkett, who, by the way, is from Tater Peeler. I'm looking at my notes here: Tater Peeler, Tennessee, not Taterville. Um, and the, uh, the, the Slice Boogie finish was the dead ass driver. I was informed. So I was going to call it the flushing driver, or the or the or the straight flush, or something. If they didn't do that, it's 
with the, the little Mets reference there. But anyway, uh, similar thing there. Mims, gosh, man, Mims is a great talent. And he wouldn't be in the NWA if he wasn't, okay? He, I mean, he wouldn't be here if he didn't have the credentials and didn't have the – if he didn't have the at least the potential to be a smash-out star, man. And you put him up against Tyrus, who just is – he's clearly on a war path. He clearly has a vendetta. He has an agenda. He is driven. He's hungry. He's mean. He's got that fire back. Um, I mean, the Mims is good, and that's a testament to how vicious – Tyrus is. Tyrus is a big, mean dude. And, and uh, uh, you know, Mims may be a big, strong boy, but Tyrus is a big, mean dude. And uh, it's just too much, man. Will, how'd you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, Rob said it best. I mean, this this match was not a testament to uh, Mims' talent or lack thereof. It was a testament to whatever kind of visceral, vengeful hatred is running through the veins of Tyrus right now, um, it's likened to nothing we've ever seen. And that's the scary part. You know, he's not the guy that's going to be the high flyer and the most technically sound, but he's a big dude and he's obviously on a war path. Uh, I know we had words with Pope last week, so I don't know if that's where this war path leads, but he's definitely got something on his mind and he's not taking it lightly. So, you know, we've got, uh, you know, a, a, a great match. And, you know, despite a losing effort, a great showing from Mims, who um, definitely got some good offense in, showed that he wasn't scared of Tyrus. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said, that 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 hatred, uh, whatever's fueling Tyrus right now was just too much for Mims to overcome tonight. All right. Well, we want to remind everybody to stick around because we're going to be getting your thoughts in the chat here in a little bit. We can't wait to hear from the hashtag NWA fam and uh, make sure you use that hashtag. We want to bring the NWA to its peak. A lot of people require oxygen there, but if you've got Austin Idol in your corner, apparently you don't need that. He, he takes you to the peak and you know all of that. Uh, I, I, anyway. I was going to say that, Gary. I, I don't want it to, to, to be missed on anybody that let's not, let's not forget who Tyrus has in his corner, the universal heartthrob, the legend himself, Austin Idol. I do have to take issue with something uh, Austin said last week, I believe, where he said that you know he got Nick Aldis where he was, and if he wasn't for him, Nick Aldis probably wouldn't be where he's. I disagree with that. Nevertheless, it cannot hurt to have a man who's been everywhere, who's done it all in your corner, and Tyrus is obviously benefiting from his tutelage. Well, as Will would point out, he does have the qualifying word there, probably. He probably would be the <laughs> yeah, champion. probably so. is the reason why. And then on his promo, he said, you could come to my school and you maybe can be in the NWA. So, you know, you got to read the fine nothing. print. You got to read the fine print when it comes to that. He's guy. a businessman. He, That's right. He's doing business, man. All right. So next up, uh, unfortunately, we don't get the Fred Rosser versus Pope matchup, but we do get the two face to face at the podium. Fred Rosser is looking outstanding. He is the primetime player. Can't say enough good things about Fred Rosser. If you haven't been seeing his stuff in New Japan Strong, he was on UWN Primetime Live. If you missed any of that, this guy is just on fire right now in the wrestling industry, and he is going head-to-head -head next week with the Pope. And oh, Man, he, he points out here, just gives the recognition where it's due that the NWA had to be a stop for him. 
on his journey. And he says, you know, man, Pope's out here. He's looking good. Got his sunglasses on. He's looking fly, but he is not ready for a fight. And uh, the Pope, of course, takes exception to that comment and says he remembers back in the day with Fred Rosser coming up to him as a little boy asking for advice. And if you had some advice for him right now, he'd be like, get ready, because next week you're you're going to you're going to deal with a real wrestling match, essentially. And uh, that's exciting. I am already pumped for next week because these two are going to tear it down. You know, Fred Rosser and the Pope are going to go Pope's on fire. And so is Fred Rosser. This is like immovable force meets the irresistible. Wait, I did that wrong. Irresistible force meets the immovable object. That was the way Gorilla Monsoon would have put it. So anyway, Rob thoughts. Uh, first of all, like I love that story. First, I, Fred Roster don't need to be coming up to the Pope saying you're not ready for a fight. That's just that's that's silly. Okay, point A. Point two. I was taken aback by the story of uh, of Fred Roster coming up to him as a kid because I'm like the Pope looks so good, man. He looks like 28 years old. He looks like I mean he is just just cut up, just smooth, smooth, just firing on all cylinders, man. And uh, again, you when you think about the Pope. Every time, every time he talks, I get my, my, my notebook out. Every time I talk and I jot down things that he says because I never know when I'm going to hear the next, the next great hard times promo. Obviously influenced by the legacy of the great American dream, Dusty Rhodes, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, all the other great talkers in the day. But the difference between Pope and everybody else that's a great talker out there that, that presumes to be is that Pope can back it up with skill. And so if Ross, if Ross were saying that Pope – doesn't know or is not ready for a fight just because he can come out there and talk. He doesn't know what he's talking about. No disrespect to Rosser because he has been around. He is a journeyman. He's been everywhere, done a lot of good stuff. But the Pope right now, I think, is on the cusp of, of being one of those great upper echelon fighters in the world. I'm, I'm just very high on the Pope's prospects. He is looking like a million bucks, Will. Yeah, and, you know, I agree with Rob yet again. Uh, something about tonight is there's something in the air. Maybe it's all these stars in space where we are. But I agree with Rob yet again to come at the Pope and to say that you're not ready for a fight. This is a guy that just went the time limit with with Tom Latimer. Tom Latimer is a big boy and he's a he's an incredible wrestler. So to go the time limit uh, and retain your title with Tom Latimer and you're not looking for a fight. So that's bogus. I will say this. This is a match that even though I was super stoked to see that it was originally on the card for tonight, I, I'm kind of glad. And I know we'll get to its replacement and we got big stories to talk about with that, but I am glad that we do get a week to breathe. And I'm glad that we got this face-to-face confrontation at the podium tonight um, because it did nothing but make me more excited for next week, episode 24 of power, because, you know, we had the qualifier match last week that Fred Rosser won. You know, the idea was implanted in our brains. Oh man, the Pope and Fred Rosser, we're going to get to see that for the TV title. And now that's just going to build more and more after this confrontation. These two guys are, uh, obviously serious about what they do. They perform and they compete at the highest level possible. And so this match next week is going to be off the charts. I can't wait. Well, how about Thunder Rosa coming out with uh, some of her girls from over Mission Pro? I know we're big Mission Pro fans here. And uh, Mission Pro Wrestling featuring a lot of the hottest up and coming, even some of the already at the top level uh, women's wrestlers today. 
And uh, Thunder Rosa brings a few of them here when she teams up with Alex Gracia to take on Sky Blue and Genocide. And the, I, I'd say the future is right here, fellas. Alex and Thunder, uh, they fought on AEW Dark Elevation last night. And uh, then they're teaming up here tonight. And uh, you can't say enough good things about Alex Gracia. She's just all over the place, deserves to be like a full-time employee somewhere. She is just magnificent. And then they're up against Sky Blue, who you can just see every time she does anything, there's sparks of greatness in there. There's something about Sky Blue that's going to be awesome. And then Genocide, who is just impressive to see in the ring. She is just dominant, strong, just when she picked up uh, Alex Gracia did those squats while she was getting ready to slam her. Just you don't want to mess with gen- genocide. And uh, of course, this match doesn't get to go all the way that we'd like it to go because uh, Camille decided to make her presence known and uh, took a, a, an opportunity to take out Thunder Rosa. Uh, I'm sure Rob's going to have a way to spin this. And uh, so we'll get to him in just a second. But Will, just uh, curious your overall thoughts about this women's tag team match and uh, the the outcome there with Camille uh, causing a, a kerfuffle at the end. Yes, that's the technical term. Um, well, first of all, to your point about the showcase of women's talent, um, huge Mission Pro Wrestling supporters, as you mentioned. Um, I'm sitting here looking at a poster right above my desk for Hell Hath No Fury, which was back in September, uh, which featured Thunder Rosa versus Lindsay Snow, which was an incredible match. But all these women have been featured uh, alongside Thunder Rosa and Mission Pro Wrestling. A lot of them have been featured on AEW. We've got a, a very high caliber of women's talent in this match. Also, added bonus for me it's a tag team match and i've been craving some tag team wrestling so i was super stoked to see a tag team match um i think the match itself was great i do you know camille coming in and and you know causing a a dq finish and that I got to say, I don't really understand it. Camille's already beat Thunder Rosa. She's already the number one contender. What's what's out, what, what's she trying to prove? What's she trying to do? And maybe Rob will shed some light on this because to your point, he, he he's great at spinning this kind of stuff. Or maybe I'm missing something. But I know Camille and Thunder Rosa had a, a very competitive, uh, very you know high energy match at Back for the Attack. But at this point, in my mind, I feel like Camille's established herself and, and Thunder Rose is the one um, trying to climb back into that position. So I'm just really not sure why Camille would come out and want to spoil the party. That feels like a question that can only be answered by higher education. Is there a doctor in the house? Yeah. Anybody? Doctor? Hey, hey. Oh, oh, look down here. He's, I found oh, one. Oh, hey, buddy. He's beneath us. Oh, hey. Hey, doc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, 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 let's talk straight here. Okay, look surely, surely you don't think that the grudge between Camille and Thunder Rosa is settled just because Thunder Rosa is now established, or uh, Camille is now established as the number one contender. You don't think that this fight is done, right? You don't it think that, be. that that's right. I don't right. think it's okay, done. So I just think, I think, I think she's already, I think she's already established her place. And so convince me of what was the benefit to her coming in and just reasserting her dominance. She went, she, she, you know, won the match at back for the attack. She's the number one contender for Serena Deeb's the Burke, the women's world's title. And she had a convincing win last week. So, you know, what's she trying to prove doc? Tell me. Because if history tells you anything, it is that no queen 
or king can tolerate a pretender to the throne. So if you got a pretender to the throne, you got to take them out. Here we got a situation where, as far as the, the Burke is concerned, it's a low-stakes situation. Great match. By the way, you're forgetting the fact that how jailed all these women work together. We should be talking about that instead of you guys trying to drive a wedge between me and Camille. You know, uh, uh, Alex Grassi and Thunder Rosa look fabulous together. What about genocide? What about the, the collision course that's inevitable between genocide and, and Camille? What about that? What about Sky Blue? Come on, man. Y'all trying to... Y'all trying to uh, pigeonhole me and put me in a corner and try to make me trash talk Camille when y'all should be talking about tag team wrestling. Bottom line is this. No queen can tolerate a pretender to the throne. And that means Thunder Rosa, you got a target on your back. And guess who else has a target on their back? Serena Deeb. Expert analysis, Doc. What are you thinking about Melina uh, coming in to seem to be interested in the well-being of Thunder Rosa and offering to manage last week and that sort of thing? Where, 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 where do you think... Melina's uh, heart lies right now. You're asking me, Melina, Melina is wrestling royalty and Thunder Rosa is wrestling royalty. I don't think that anything can go wrong with that particular partnership. You know, Thunder Rosa is, is a relative newcomer. She's been in it less than a decade, maybe seven years, something like that. Uh, Melina has walked. She even said it in, in, in the promo there. She paved the road for Latina women, especially. She's got wisdom. She's got insight. She's been to the mountaintop. And I believe that at the end of the day, uh, barring what was said, uh, you know, in the in the promos there with, with Kyle Davis, I think ultimately, you know, Thunder Rosa's, her, her bitter instincts are going to take hold there. And she's going to entertain that offer from Melina. Interesting thought. Will, you feeling the same way about that? Uh, you know, I mean, Rob and I had our words about it on Sunday night. I'm still leaning more towards, you know, the idea that that uh, Thunder Thunder may be more of a lone wolf and she may, you know, not need the help. While I see the value, to Rob's point, of of partnering with somebody like Melina and, you know, nothing but good things could come from that. Um, but at this point, I'm just going off of, of what I know about Thunder Rosa and what she's been able to accomplish on her own over the past year. And uh, so, you know, I could go either way on it. I could see uh, I could see pros and cons to both sides. Interesting. Um, so as we move into our final segment here, just uh, want to remind everybody to stay tuned because we're going to go to your thoughts uh, at the end of this show. We want to hear from you. We've also got our NWA power rankings. These are our own rankings. Of course, they are not, uh, like we said, the opinions of the National Wrestling Alliance, but we're nothing if not scientists. We have analyzed. We we have good. The, the data is good that we have. I think they they are we good. We have a doctor on our staff. Right, right. So it's going to be fun. So stick around with us, and we encourage you all to check us out on our YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com/slash This Is Pro Wrestling. We hope you'll come subscribe over there. That would be we would be grateful. We're grateful for the whole NWA fam. And if you only want to do this, well, come hang out for the post shows with us because we want to know what you think, and we're going to find out here shortly. But first, let's talk about this main event that we're getting into. We're going to get Trevor Murdoch versus Chris Adonis. But first, before that, we have to talk about Nick Aldis coming to sit down at the commentary position. And uh, we find out in a discussion, Joe Galley brings this up. And I think a lot of people had this on their mind. Some people may be concerned. Why is Tim Storm always at commentary? Is he retired? Like, what's going on with Tim Storm? And uh, Tim Storm reassures us that he is not hanging up the boots. 
He's always just there to make Mama Storm proud. He's doing, he's doing what he can to help the company. He's just, you know, he's Tim Storm's doing Tim Storm things. He's wherever you need him. That's the kind of man Tim Storm is. So right now he's in commentary, but you know, and even taking the high road uh, for for the sake of uh, any discussion Doc Stetson might have. That uh, you know, he says despite his differences with Nick Aldis and any interactions they've had prior, he is the world's champion, and there's respect due there. And uh, so he'll have nothing to say about that. And uh, Nick Aldis uh, thanking him for the. Glowing endorsement, even if there was an eye, eye roll there. But uh, anyway, so I guess the, the news point there would be, are we all happy to hear that Tim Storm is not retiring? Will, do you feel good about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the day Tim Storm retires, I will shed a legit tear because of what he's meant to not only the NWA in the past couple of years, but just to me personally and, and reigniting my love of pro wrestling through uh, the 10 pounds of gold uh, when William Patrick Corgan first um, acquired NWA and uh, brought it on the path to what we're talking about tonight. So uh, Tim Storm holds a huge place in my heart. So yes, overjoyed to hear that he's not retired. Hopefully we'll see him lacing up his boots uh, sometime during this season of power. But I will say, and I meant to say this at the top of the program, but him on commentary adds just a, a, a much needed layer to NWA power because he brings that champion's perspective. He brings the perspective of somebody who's been in that ring. And so I feel like, you know, during every single one of these matches tonight and last week on power and at back for the attack, when he was sitting in that booth, you, you had a glimpse into what it was like to be one of the competitors in the ring. And that is an invaluable thing that the NWA has, has added to commentary position in this season of power. So I'm, you know, I'm definitely happy to see him on commentary, uh, but I'll be a little bit like a fraction happier when I see him lace up his boots and step in the ring at some point. Doc, uh, did you, did you appreciate at least that uh, Tim Storm was respectful of the champ and uh, you know, that they may still face off someday down the road? I mean, look, man, when you're talking about, of the NWA and the great rivalries, particularly in the, in the lightning one era, probably preeminent above all is the Aldous Tim storm rivalry. It is, it will echo through the ages. These two men, obviously they don't like each other, but they obviously respect each other. There's mutual respect. They're old soldiers. They've been down the road. They've done it all. Um, and, uh, uh, yes, there's respect there. And I, I'm with Will there. I cannot wait to see him storm lace of the boots. Listen to me as a, as a fan of Southeastern conference football, particularly the Georgia Bulldogs, it does no, does me no good to have the Tennessee volunteers be horrible. Sorry. You know, any Tennessee fans out there, no disrespect. I want them to be good because that makes us better. A good, healthy, competitive Tim storm, by the way, Tim storm still, at the top of his game, man. He, he's not like he's rusty. He's still been out there. A good competitive Tim Storm makes a Nick Aldis that much greater. And uh, I think they both recognize that. And so I, I'm all for it, man. All right. Well, now we have to get into the shocking events from this episode of NWA Power. Uh, I don't know who saw this coming, but Trevor Murdoch, I mean, you got to say one thing for him is he's got heart. And uh, he was there. Uh, but you know, as Bobby, the brain Heenan, uh, might've put it back in the day, he's got more heart than brains, 
Uh, you know, I would never say that to Trevor Murdoch's face, but certainly uh, heel managers would have an argument here uh, on this particular evening as Trevor Murdoch took on Chris Adonis with is wearing a neck brace for crying out loud. The guy was obviously suffering and uh, he went in there and gave it his all. But guys, Chris Adonis just took him apart piece by piece. Chris Adonis is not the man you want to go into a match with an injury with. Like you just, I don't think you want to do that. He is, he is out there looking amazing and just, he's on top of his game right now. And he ends up just locking on that lock on the full Nelson on Tim storm. And it's just, you know, he slams him the first time gets him back in it. And it's just, I said, Tim storm, I'm sorry, Trevor Murdoch. And it's just too much. And uh, Trevor Murdoch passes out in the full Nelson. And Chris Adonis is your new national champion, NWA national champion. I, I would not in a million years have guessed that we'd be walking into this season in the second episode of this season, no less. Trevor Murdoch dropping that national title. Um, I guess, Will, uh, let's throw to you first. How, how'd, you, how'd you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a swerve. Definitely did not see that coming. Um, you know, I, I, if you had if you had made me choose a current NWA champion th- to be the first to lose their title on Power this week or this this season, um, I, I just don't think Trevor Murdoch would have been at the top of that list. Uh, you know, I think with all the turmoil going on with with the tag champs, that might have been my first guess. But I did not see this coming. And, you know, to your point, I mean, it, it, it's such a it's such a push and pull with Trevor Murdoch because I, I love Trevor Murdoch so much. I respect him. His accomplishments speak for themselves. He doesn't need me to come over here and come on here and put him over. But he um, you know, you kind of summed it up. I mean, he 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 let his competitive nature and he let the the. Uh, emotion, even as the champ mentioned at the top of the show, you know, he was full of emotion. And sometimes when you're full of emotion, you can be a little careless. And as much as it pains me to say that about somebody that I love as dearly as Trevor Murdoch, I mean, I think that's what happened in this situation. I mean, there's, there's an, an obvious, um, you know, hatred between him and Chris Adonis. And it's well earned because of what Adonis did to him at the pay-per-view took him out put him out of commission for a week um, and he had to come back. But here's, here's my only thing. If you are the holder of the national championship in the NWA, the national wrestling Alliance, you've got to guard that a little better than, and I think that was the champ's point at the top of the show is to not be led by emotion so much. And I think that's ultimately what put the title on Chris Adonis's waist and it sucks. It's unfortunate. Will we see a rematch? Will we see, um, you know, Trevor come back for it or what's he going to do next? Is he okay? That's the big question on everybody's mind. Are we going to see him for the next couple of weeks? Because, you know, he's, he's taken a beating over the past month. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, my thoughts are with Trevor Murdoch, hope to see him again soon and hope to see him bounce back. But just, you know, a victim of his own emotions, I think, at this point. Doc, 
how, how do you feel about that? I mean, it feels like there's a balancing act here to a point that Will was just making. It's just that there's there's the idea that you got to protect it a little better, but there's also the idea that like part of the honor of being a champion is that you go out there and you take on all comers. So, like, how, how's a guy like you feel about a scenario like this where Trevor Murdoch drops the national title? I think Trevor Murdoch is a fighter. I think he viewed himself as a fighting champion and would have been. The, the, but the thing is this: remember the the end. The national championship is a great title, but it is not the end state. All right, your your goal is not to be forever a fighting national champion. Your your goal is to be forward looking and to look forward to the ten pounds of gold. And he made the mistake at the beginning of the show, walking in and interrupting Nick Aldis. What he should have come out instead of being mad at at Chris Adonis, he should have come out and demanded a shot against Nick Aldis. That's what he should have done. Well, really, he should have taken a step back and said, look, I'm going to call in. I'm going to call in a doctor's note here. Look, I'm not 100%, and I cherish this because this is my ticket to greater glory. I'm going to sit out for another week or so. Maybe I'll come join Joe Galley and Tim Storm at the commentary booth, but I, I want to defend this at my best just like you would want me. So the mistakes on him, and, and Nick Aldis said that. He said, one, don't interrupt me. This is my show. He said, so if you're worried about being out for five days with an injury, you're talking to the wrong dude because I'll put you out for much longer than that. And But then he said, I will chalk it up to you not being used to being at the top. And that's exactly what this is. Exactly like Will said, the emotion ran high. He's not used to being at the top, and he let everything get away from him. Um, he he, uh, uh, he should have been forward-looking. You know, he, he he beat Chris Adonis. Like you guys were talking earlier about uh, – about, uh, uh, what Camille and Thunder Rosa, he already did the deed. You know what I'm saying? Now let me get my shot at the championship. I'm number one, but instead he's backward looking. He's angry. He's fueled by emotion and he's injured and he set himself up for failure. And you know what? To the victor go the spoils. Congratulations, Chris Adonis. You deserved it. You earned it. Hmm. It's hard to argue that point. Um, so, you know, <laughs> Bobby, the brain Stinson over here. Spinning yeah. No everything. kidding. There you go. Well, uh, guys, that was your NWA Power episode. There's a lot to look forward to next episode. Stick around. We're going to get your thoughts. We also have some power rankings we want to talk about uh, just for a moment as we uh, start to wind down. We know you got places to be, too. Uh, but just uh, keep in mind, next week, we hope you're going to be back here with us because who knows? I mean, Thunder Rosa is going to be pretty upset, I would imagine. Uh, Aaron Stevens and Kratos are going to be defending those tag titles against Sal Renaro and someone. And, uh, and of course, the TV title is on the line as the Pope defends against Fred Rosser. So that's going to be exciting stuff. Now, Rob, you have done your expert analysis. Dr. Stinson in the house. We've, uh, we've prepared a little thing, and these are hours and hours alone, so these are not official. But we have some NWA power rankings. Let's see those. That's right. We're going to try to bring these to you uh, after every Power episode just to see how your favorites ebb and flow and their progress and maybe even regression from time to time. But at the end of uh, Power episode 23, this is where the men's division stands. Obviously, at number one, we got your world's champion. That, that remains to be seen. So let's look at the bottom. Tyrus coming in, big man on a vendetta. Coming in with something to prove, and so far, guess what? He's proven it. He's two and zero. Then you got number four, Trevor Murdoch. He's one and one since the pay per view. He had that big win over Chris Adonis, but he lost it when it counted uh, on power, and now is on the outside looking in at number four. The Pope, 
yet to get a a solid win. He had that tie with uh, or that that draw with uh, Tom Latimer at the pay per view, standing at 0-0-1. But he is the TV champion. If he successfully holds that championship after seven defenses, then he gets to cash that in uh, for a shot at the big prize, the 10 pounds of gold. And of course, when you are the national champion, that means that you're knocking at the door of the big prize. And like it or not, you're national champion and therefore your number one contender with a one and one record since the pay-per-view is Chris Adonis, the masterpiece. Excellent looking stuff. Now I assume that you've got some women's results there too for the uh, for the rankings. We certainly do. Now we've got a tight women's division. Uh, uh, we've got a lot of women's talent here that we've yet to see in singles competition, and so this 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 list is going to change quite a bit. And there are other names that could have appeared on this list. You've got uh, Sky Blue who could very well have appeared on this list. You've got a Melina who's not been active in the NWA yet, but, but could easily be, but let's, let's look at the top of the list. Of course, you've got Serena Deeb nursing an injury right now, but she is the holder of the Burke, that prestigious NWA women's world championship, the number one prize in all of women's wrestling across the world. She sits at number one, number four, Alex Fascia. She gets in there because she's been impressive in tag team competition. And also, even though she came up short against Camille, uh, she did, uh, she did, she did, uh, show some some steel and some gumption, and she clocks in at number five. Genocide. Genocide is the is the person that's gonna uh, get in here just on sheer size, just on sheer impressiveness. She's not been beat yet. Uh, she's not won yet, but look, look how dominant she was in tag team competition, and she's gonna be uh, number four. Thunder Rosa. Yeah, she lost that number one contenders match, but I think there are very few people out there that doubt that this may be the hottest woman in the world right now. Uh, she's coming off one of the most impressive women's matches in history. I love Thunder Rosa. I'm very high on her, despite what uh, my sentiments that I expressed earlier about her and Camille. And if she can focus in and hone in and get her uh, orientation back on that prize, she might just find herself back in that number one spot holding that bark. But you cannot deny your number one contender. Camille looks impressive. She looks like a beast. She looks like a monster, and she is 2-0, and and she is your number one contender. It's pretty wild. I mean, I would say that if I were Camille, I would just take my number one contender spot and run with it. I mean, it almost feels like a Trevor Murdoch scenario here we're talking about. Like, why is Camille still poking the bear uh, when it comes to Thunder Rosa? It seems like you might want to take a step back and uh, just enjoy your, your position and not risk a another fight i guess but all right fellas well uh that wraps up the power rankings and we've wrapped up the review let's jump into the chat for like five minutes here just hang out with these guys and let's do a little segment that we like to call all right it's false count anywhere we want to hear from the chat we want to know what's on you guys what what's on you guys is you guys's, your guys's, use use alls, your your uses minds. What's your mind? Uses minds. What's on your minds? What's on your minds? Oh man, I love this. Uh, front row saying Serena Deeb is ridiculously talented. Hope she heals up and returns soon. Same, same front row. Love to see uh, Serena Deeb back on or uh, on NWA Power for the first time ever. Uh, she's got to be back by the pay-per-view, next pay-per-view, whatever that is, right? You would feel like yeah. it. Uh, Jeffrey Williams guessing that Camille is the next women's champ, though. And uh, 
be can't imagine Hard many would argue with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so dead Kobe over here saying sucks that Chris Adonis needed to fight an injured Murdoch to win. Uh, sounds like all this needing an injured Tim Storm to win. Ooh. Remember Doc, it was calm a, down. it was triggered it was, Doc. It was it was Trevor Murdoch that came out and demanded the shot, not Adonis. So let's 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 shoot straight here. I, point. Your, your point's Fair well point. taken, but it was Murdoch who wanted a bit of Adonis, and he was not ready under those conditions. I agree with you. Don, uh, Murdoch should have said, "Hey, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not ready to defend this championship at full capacity. You want me at my best, right? To be able to claim to be the best." But he didn't, and like Nick Alda said, chalk it up to being a little unfamiliar with with living life in a fast lane. Folks, if you haven't already signed up on Fight TV for NWA Power, you're missing out. It's only five bucks a month. That discussion's going on in the chat. Matthew Gates pointing out it's only five bucks on Fight. Uh, Rosville saying for one ham sandwich, you can fill the power. It's a, it's just a Subway footlong. That's all you got to do. That's just once a month. <laughs> five bucks. It's five bucks. That's easy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else have we got? Polka dot pale wants Camille versus genocide. It looked like Ooh, we were going to get that for a second. Uh, it looked like we that all was want about that, to man. go down. Man, this uh, right here—that's that's that's uh that's the what did you say earlier? The the irresistible force meets the immovable object. That right there is right. your Titanic showdown, man. I'm looking forward to that too. It's going to happen. It's got to happen. Please give There's it. There's no us, way, President William Patrick Corrigan. There's no way those two exist in the same promotion and they don't run head to head at some point. We've seen them make we've seen them make eyes at each other. So it's it's bound to happen. Camille and Genocide are gonna meet. Um Clint Miller wants to know who is Sal's partner? Who's it gonna be? Well, we know it's not Rob. So we scratch that name. No, you don't know it's not me. I just said it, I said it very I said I'm not gonna say it is, and I'm not gonna say it's not, but I'm especially not gonna say it is. That's what I said, Will. That's oh. true. All right. Well, uh, Jedi Warrior said Strictly Business needs a new tag team so they could get all the gold. I'd say, I, I mean, for me personally, looking at that, Will, you're the tag team expert, but I'd say any combination of Strictly Business is a tag team championship worthy team, wouldn't you? Yeah, but, you know, call me old school, which a lot of the NWA fam is, so that's not a knock. Uh, but I, I like a faction when it's got, you know, a solid champ like Aldous and then an established tag team. Um, you know, there's different variations of factions across time and across history. Um, but I like it when, when, you know, it's a, it's a solid singles competitor, a solid tag team. You can interchange those out and then maybe, you know, one other singles competitor. Um, but, you know, I, I do think to assert true dominance, they need to have a, a, an effective tag team in the mix. Yeah, I see some chance for War Kings out in the chat room right now, and uh, that is yeah. a definite possibility. Former yeah. world champion Jack Stane, Crimson. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, come on, man. Um, and uh, lots of lots of props for the NWA Women's Division. Yeah, man, it's looking good. It's looking really, really good. Eric Jones says genocide looks tough, and that wins our understatement of the week. We need a theme song for that. Oh man. 
So, uh, all right. And uh, I guess with that, uh, unfortunately, our time is up. You guys have places to be. And we were allotted a lovely hour thanks to our president, William Patrick Corgan, and all of the folks at the NWA. I mean, they're not like being hard on us and like yelling at us right now, but we want to be uh, precious with our time here. You guys, thank you so much for watching NWA Power, most importantly. Uh, support the NWA, support this talent. You guys saw everybody that wrestled tonight. They're all busting their tails just for you. And trust us when we tell you, we saw them. We saw them at the tapings. And uh, they're working so hard behind the scenes to put on the best show that they can to make sure you guys all have entertainment that is outside the normal realm of wrestling. You got you, you know what's out there. You've seen it. But NWA brings you something different. It's special. And uh, I think that's the, the consensus uh, pretty much I always see in the chat is that there's something special about the National Wrestling Alliance. And if you want to see that continue, you want to support them and support these wrestlers and their jobs. I mean, for, for crying out loud, these people need places to work and you want to see the NWA find all the new undiscovered talent or all the talent that's being overlooked. This is where you come to the National Wrestling Alliance and you can see it all on Fight TV for $5.99, no, wait, $4.99 a month. And uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. We haven't seen the next pay-per-view. I see that question in the chat, but I'm sure we'll hear soon. So stay tuned. And, uh, and then after you watch it, you can come over and hang out with us over here on the post show, the NWA Power Post Show. We'd love to hang out with you. We're the hashtag NWA fam. And this is the best, the single best. And I would put that up against anyone. This is the single best wrestling community in the world right now are, are the NWA fans. Uh, so anyway, all right. I've done enough rambling. You see our Twitters and our Instas. It's all the same. At this is Gary Horn. At this is Will Martin. At this is Dr. Simpson. Our show, we have a regular show too. It's at TIPW show on all the social medias. You can come over there. We're doing a history of wrestling podcast right now. And I think it's a lot of fun. I think you guys would really dig it. We'd be grateful for the subs over at youtube.com slash this is pro wrestling. And, uh, anyway, anything else to add guys? No, just thanks everyone for hanging out. This was a really fun uh, first episode here. A ton of activity in the chat. Nothing better than uh, talking about the greatest pro wrestling entity in history, the National Wrestling Alliance, with all of our best friends. So mark your calendar every Tuesday night after you enjoy Power on Fight TV. Head on over here. Hang out with us. Like Gary said, we'd love for you to uh, check out our channel. We also have a Discord. If you like talking about wrestling, we have a, a Discord that's open to the public. Uh, it's it's very healthy, non-toxic uh, wrestling opinions and uh, fruitful conversations from educated wrestling fans who just love the sport. Um, and so head on over. It's our pinned tweet, I think, on our Twitter account at TIPW Show. We'd love to have you join the conversation. Yeah, not only is the NWA the, the oldest, most historic tradition-laden promotion on earth, it is also the most fan-conscious, which is why we're here. That's the, that is the reason that we're here. Um, we love the NWA. We love you guys. We appreciate the community. This is a positive community. You see, we're me and my two best friends up there. We agree on practically nothing, and that's what makes it fun. So get in there. Come and, come and, and, and follow us on Twitter, on all the social medias. We are very easily accessible. We will engage with you. We'll talk with you. Uh, come join us on Sunday nights on uh, at TIPW Show, um, at This Is Pro Wrestling on YouTube. And uh, let's just – Let's just celebrate the greatness that is the National Wrestling Alliance. Again, as Gary always so masterfully says, uh, the greatest wrestling entity 
of all time. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, you guys, uh, we 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 have a closing on our show, and I guess we'll use it here. When we first started out, and even tonight, we were like worried, we're nervous. We're getting in front of all of you. Some some of you have never seen us before, but we always say this will be gravy, man. It'll be easy. It's gonna be like cake. So with that, our normal closing, we're gonna give to you, and we hope to see you next week. But until then. <laughs>